Hi, good evening. My name is Jay Rothman. I am the host of the show. Welcome to Real Men, Real Talk Live. Good evening. Again, my name is Jay. I am the host of the show coming in from Snowdona, Arizona tonight where we uh, we landed close to 12 inches of that white puffy stuff overnight. And uh, it's been a lot of fun letting that little boy come out and play a little bit today. But in any event, uh, we're here to do a show tonight. So I want to introduce my co-host, the man of the land from down under. He calls himself an aboriginal. He uh, he lives in Australia. Welcome back. Evis Love. Sort of an Aboriginal. I like to think he's more of an original. All right. Well, there you go. Here we go. There you go. Beautiful. Beautiful. Welcome back, Evis. The Aboriginal. The original. The Aboriginal. It actually has a few abs that actually are very visible uh, and visual in, uh, in his uh, body temple. But in any event, we have Jay Ritty, uh, a.k.a. Josh Richer, called Southern California Home. Welcome back, Jay Ritty. Great to be here with you guys. Excited for this one. And, of course, we have uh, Jeff Fasano. Nashville, Tennessee is where he calls home. He, uh, he loves to look in the lens of a camera and see parts of angles and parts of people that most of us never get to really capture. Welcome back, Jeff Fasano. Uh, that was very nice, Mr. Rothman. Thank you. Yeah, it's my <laughs> pleasure. I want to take a moment here to welcome our viewers and listeners, wherever you're coming in from, no matter what city, state, or country. Welcome home to Real Men Real Talk Live this evening as we are going to jump into episode 142, 142. And tonight's episode is all about letting go of the burden to be certain. And uh, Ev, since you're sitting on the top shelf next to me, you got some nice little artwork uh, right, a, right above your, your, your chakra there. Um, why don't you light us up tonight and tell us, uh, break us down. What is tonight's show all about? Letting go of the burden to be certain. Yeah, my brothers and sisters, and as always, thank you from here in the land down under. Looking forward to diving in deep tonight. Another uh, big topic, and um, you know, I did a quick pre-video earlier uh, talking a little bit about burden. You know, whether it's something that's holding us back within relationships within our life. You know, all the big three. Whether it's something that's holding us back. You know, within finance or career. Whether it's something that's holding back within our health. Uh, we tend to hold this thing called burdens within our life, which really underlie underneath all of this is emotional burden. So when we have a look at that word burden, you tend to hear that people, when they talk about someone else carrying burden, it's usually they're carrying a heavy burden within their life. What is this heaviness? What is holding on or holding us back from being able to experience the life that we want to live with our full potential? It's really the heavy emotions, the thoughts and feelings that literally burden means that we don't really want to confront within our life. So we carry around, I call it a negative necklace within our life, which may be symbolic for the burdens within our life. And unfortunately, we're unable to really let go of some of those things because funnily enough, it is actually easier to hold on to some of these burdens within our life because unfortunately it gives us a self sense of control. Mm-hmm. We don't actually want to confront some of these emotions and feelings anymore because we don't want to feel the pain. We don't want to feel the hurt. So mm-hmm. this can create other emotions in our life like mm-hmm. angers, anger. Mm-hmm. And anger usually just really protects us from that pain that is underneath some of these burdens that we're carrying. So when we're able to freely accept some of these burdens firstly in our life, be able to really go into a more forgiving state, then we're able to start letting go of some of these things that may have been chained around our life 
for many, many years, some of us. So, yeah, man, there's just a couple of quick deep dives. Looking forward to jumping in with the brothers tonight. Mm. What yeah, do you yeah. Um, I hear you with that. Uh, in our production meeting, I shared a story with the guys. Um, I was this past Monday, I took a little trip on into the shadow. Um, <laughs> and I started feeling all of those feelings come up and wasn't quite sure what was, what was actually going on, but it, it, there were these old um, behaviors that I was perpetrating in my life over and over again. And I, and I did it again. I went into these old patterns, habits again uh, this past Monday and with the same result. And all the feelings started to surface and the pain came and the anger came and the sadness came, the frustration came. All of those feelings started coming up and, and I just was, I started to feel really frustrated. Like I did it again. I, I did that again, mm -hmm. whatever mm -hmm. that was. I did it again. There I go again. I just did it again. I'm getting sick and tired of being sick and tired of the same behavior that I was perpetrating that would bring up the same stuff again, which just told me, well, if I did this again, there's still more stuff. There's still more part of that wound that is still there that is being uncovered, mm. that, I'm, that I'm opening, it's opening. But I moved to a level of consciousness that I, I knew I, I'm, I'm perpetrating that old behavior again. There it is. There's the same result. And as I went into and I was with it all day Monday and I had a conversation with a friend of mine who said to me, um, I've known you for 25 years and I love you deeply. And she said, you can say anything you want to me. It doesn't matter. And I've been in relationships with women in my life and there has been no woman who has ever said that to me. I'm mm. sharing something with the world right now that I just shared with you guys on Monday and somebody else. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I had never heard that in my life from a woman. And when she said that, it, it shifted something inside of me and it started a ball rolling. Mm. So as I went to bed Monday night, it, it I just, handed all of this over to the universe. And I said, help me through this, help me through this. And I woke up Tuesday morning, angry, angry as all get out, feeling anger. I wasn't angry. I wasn't angry at anybody. Just this anger was coming up and coming up and coming up. And then I, I tuned into the little child inside of me and he was stomping around mad mm. and angry. So I just was with it the entire day on Tuesday. And then on Wednesday morning, um, I'm taking a class based on a book uh, called No More Mr. Nice Guy. So I started to do some of that work. And as I was getting into the work and some of the exercises in the book, all of a sudden, what I said to my friend on Monday was, I feel like I'm ready to explode. I feel the energy coming up like I'm ready to explode. Something's mm -hmm. ready to explode. Well, anyway, on Wednesday, as I was sitting there doing that work, all of a sudden I felt the energy rise within me, literally, and just move like a, a rush, a wave out through my body. And I slumped back in my chair and I felt it. I no longer felt the burden to be perfect for mom beautiful i have been carrying that burden around for 64 friggin years wow. and the burden to be perfect in my life the burden to be perfect for mom whatever that is and not being me and loved for who i am and it it, it literally felt like this burden like this ton of bricks was taken off my my shoulders and the relief that I felt that I no longer needed to do that was, was wonderful. Wow. Wow, brother. Congrats, Jeff. That was, I can feel the weight of that. 
I can feel the power behind it, the energy behind it, and the the way it's held you back. Yeah. And the pain it's caused you. And it's so beautiful when we can unlock these moments in life for ourselves and free ourselves from these heavy bags that we've been carrying. And it does, it feels like, um, yeah. And to realize that that weight isn't yours. Yep. It was, it was a story born years ago and you've been carrying that heavy bag of stones with you your whole life. Mm -hmm. Happy freedom day, man. Happy yep. freedom week. That's huge. I love that. Yeah. So actually the question I have for those who are watching tonight, what burdens do you carry? Or what is the burden that you're carrying around? Um, I never really even knew it until it just fell into place on Wednesday morning. And what I'm, does it feel like now mm -hmm. to be, is that where you're going, Jay? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wanted to ask him just that is like, okay, now that you've shared it around the globe, around the world, how do you feel emotionally as well as physically right here, right now? I feel like I lost 150 pounds. <laughs> Energetically, I did. I should go weigh yeah. myself. <laughs> I mean, I've lost 15 pounds, you know, in the last couple of months because I don't need to carry that extra protection around anymore. I feel lighter. But here's the interesting part now. We're at Thursday, like a day later, and all of a sudden I'm in that mourning period because I've released something very, very old and familiar to me that... And the behaviors that, and it, see, the thing about it is, was the old behaviors was holding it in place and mm. keeping me from all of the feelings and the actual wound. So I'd perpetrate the, these old behaviors that just kept that burden in place, kept that old belief in place. It wasn't the burden, it was the belief, the, the conditioning, the programming. So I would perpetrate these old behaviors that would just keep that in place as if I was running on a hamster wheel. And that's why I was getting sick and tired of being sick and tired. But when, when it, it was ancient, I mean, that's what I, when I was saying, I'm ready to explode and I felt the energy come up. It was like toxic, ancient, old energy, you know, from this lifetime and, and past lifetimes, I'm sure. Mm. And then, when we release something old and something that we're so familiar with, I was so familiar with this hmm. that when, when I, we release it, we've got to grieve it and mourn, mourn it. And that's where I'm at right now. It's like this mourning period right now of this old and I'm, I'm just being in that right now. Hmm. That and I'm curious, Jeff, um, about the anger. Were you able to pinpoint what that was or where was there a direction the anger was pointed or was it just angry that the pattern has been there? So when I went into the wounded little boy and I closed my eyes, the vision I got, since I'm a visual person, I saw me, the old um, overweight kid, just stomping around, stomping around, like banging and so angry and angry and looking down and stomping around and just walking around aimlessly with all of this anger. Mm. And that, that's what I saw. And he had his mm. high top co white converse on, which is what I used <laughs> to wear when I was that age. And I was probably around 12, 12, 13 years old. That's what I was seeing. And it, mm. and it was... And, and so I was with it and I, I just felt that anger and it was just an anger of I'm sick and tired 
of this. But at the time that I was visualizing that, I didn't know what I was sick and tired of. I was sick and tired of, of, of um, perpetuating those old behaviors. Mm. But I really didn't get to what I was sick and tired of until the following day doing those exercises in the workshop that I'm taking. And then after I finished the second exercise, that I said that energy, that wave of energy just went right through my crown chakra out. And I felt it so fast and so powerful that I slumped back. And what I was sick and tired of was carrying that burden around that I needed to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Once again, I'm repeating myself from mom. That's mm. what I was sick and tired of. Perfect to be loved. Per- I need to be perfect mm. to be loved. So and- you, you think too, Jeff, one, sorry, Josh, um, you think too, yeah. you know, like have you been able to now be rest assured with the feminine energy? Like had that, you know, really <laughs> imposed any way within your relationships with the feminine energy because you'd been carrying that burden for so long through no Yep. No doubt. Yep. No doubt. And and it was um, so in what we call the the nice guy syndrome, giving yourself up, giving you know, always needing to be the nice guy, which Josh and I um, relate to very uh, well. It was we we hide behind that, and we can't show this vulnerability we 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 have to be perfect we have to be the strong one we've got to be the one because i'm here to take care of your needs mm-hmm. so i can't i've got to hide behind this mask or whatever that um that i i, I don't have any problems mm. i got nothing I, i'm cool i'm always cool but here's the, the thing that the impetus that did it was my friend Alex saying to me on Monday, this woman I've known for 25 years, my best friend, said, you can say anything to me and you can yell and scream at me. Just say it. And I love you. There's not a woman in my life that's ever, ever said that to me. And all of a sudden, those are words that I've always wanted to hear. But I couldn't. I couldn't trust any of that. And that was mm-hmm. that's what started that's what started the movement right there. Mm-hmm. And um and it, it's a it's a it was a burden that I've carried for for a long time that's freed me up to like, you know, hey, this is me. This is who I am. Mm-hmm. And we love you. <laughs> muted, I'm muted. I get it. I get it. Hey, Jeff, I want to take a moment here just to jump in. Uh, I've been an active listener. And um, I, I just want to take a moment to uh, honor and acknowledge the work you did this week is really powerful. However, I do believe it's just the beginning. It's not the end. And the reason mm-hmm. I share sure. that is I'm going to go down a rabbit hole with you right here, right now. And a rabbit hole is that 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 that, that part of yourself that's been holding on to that story is you're in a child, that little boy mm-hmm. that's still there. And so he's still going to have those opportunities where he's going to get activated or triggered. And what's going to come down to is how do you, as the adult of that boy within, how are you going to parent him so that you don't let him hijack you for the day, for the evening, or for a week or two. And it's, that's just a, that's a really a, a question for you to ponder or process. The second uh, part of this, this question or equation is, I do believe uh, you have what I'll call a core wound around trust. Um, meaning, especially you said that you've, you've never had a woman speak to you the way Alexandra spoke to you this week. And so there's an, there's an awareness that you have that there's a, there's a wound that you've been carrying around who's trustworthy and who's not in your life, especially as it relates to, let's say, the, a female or a feminine divine. 
And so it's not a bad thing. It's a beautiful thing to be aware of. It's a beautiful awareness to have. And I want to share this as a, a, a tip or a shortcut for our viewers who may be holding on to their own core wounds, wound around trust, who's trustworthy and who's not. And where I'm going to take you on this little journey right now, uh, Jeff, is that the most important person for that little boy within to how he can heal his trust wound is not with people outside of yourself, but it's more about moving forward, how you can start to create this new relationship with a part of yourself that in a child that, um, that is really looking for you to heal his wound around trust. Meaning once you become trustworthy for him and he doesn't feel like you've abandoned him or you left him standing on a street corner one more time, that is a that is the quickest gateway for him to begin to heal his trust wounds so that you can you and he together can become let's say more symbiotic together and learn who's trustworthy and who's not never not everybody will be trustworthy in your life and there'll be those moments where you will be tested we all are every every day is a day of potential testing i want to ask you ev what do you what do you think of what i just shared what do you make of it mm. Beautiful, brother. And I mean, yeah, at, at the real crutch of all of this is um, that, that uh, trust uh, side of things. But most importantly, uh, I think when you're talking about trust, the trust in self, self-trust. Exactly. You know, um, you know we, we yeah. let ourselves go um, to a lot of this pain and this anger that mm. gets caused within our life. And then we can't even trust our own emotions and feelings anymore. So we, that's why we bottle them up and potentially, you know, I don't know, I'm not going to talk for you, Jeff, but from what I've seen with clients, that's when we tend to go for, you know, these distractions outside of ourselves, drugs, alcohol, any other forms of, you know, addictions to suppress not being able to express these emotions. Mm -hmm. And that's why mm -hmm. we can build our own trust by allowing to validate our own emotions and not abandoning those anymore. And that's why so much of my work and that I help with clients is built around emotional intelligence, being able to identify those, being able to regulate and manage them through the day, then express them is really the key from what I'm saying at the start, not wearing this negative necklace burdens around our life. Because that symbol of that negative necklace to me is that what does the ne necklace wrap around? It's your throat, okay? Mm -hmm. But over time, this necklace building up all those links of those negative uh, emotions and energy weighs down on the heart. Mm. So this is the kicker, my brothers and sisters. We don't allow our heart to open. Mm -hmm. The little boy, the ego protects the heart from anyone coming in or letting it go out. Mm -hmm. So it's actually easier to protect that heart space and not being able to open up to some of these beautiful potential experiences that not only we can have within relationships, mm -hmm. but just within our life, in our own life, mm -hmm. the most precious part. <sighs> mm -hmm. Yep. Uh Yep. Josh, you had something you wanted to, you wanted to add since we're since we are all uh, kind of sharing our own perspective of this um that hit deep, Ev. <laughs> that hit deep. In what um, way? Tell us more. Uh not being able to fully emotionally connect with others. You know this um yeah, Jeff, we are so parallel, and I it recently had the big awareness about my emotional caretaking of others and putting others first, and that self-abandonment piece, which was tied in with that, and that was also mistrust of self. Mistrust, of, I mean, being able to trust myself now is a powerful thing. Um, that is new within the last, you know, few months. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like I can go out in the world and be 
here's the upside of healing from this, right? Okay, so I can go out and be anything I want in the world. And I know that I will protect that little boy inside, that little Josh, and that it doesn't matter. I, I, I have this like bulletproof feeling now where I can go out and just be me. And that's, first of all, okay. Secondly, uh, myself as the adult will protect that with boundaries and mm. with uh, love and self-love. And that nobody can sway that. And I don't also, the other addition to that is I don't need to be anything different than me. There's no, there's none of that. Um, yeah, there's no weight behind it. It's that, it's that freedom that we keep talking about. And we've, you know, all these episodes and that self-love. And so, yeah, I've been experiencing it personally too. And um, it's a big, it's a big deal. It's a big deal to be able to trust yourself for the first time in your entire life mm -hmm. from those times that, I mean, I know Jeff, when I was sharing a few episodes ago, when I was sharing those little ways that we abandon ourselves mm -hmm. and sell ourselves out for love, acceptance and all that, that like, you know, that was hitting home with you as well. It's those little pains dozens of times a week hundreds of times a month um that's a, that's a that's a lot of pain to be inflicting on ourselves mm -hmm. and to be able to forgive and let go and love for the mm -hmm. first time is it's been incredible it's josh i'm curious you know one of the challenges that that we have is these beings doing a human thing called living life is on for many of us it's a subconscious relationship with the trauma that we've been holding on to or the programming or, or the belief systems or how we were treated as children kind of like what jeff shared um the need to to be perfect to feel like he's if he's not he's going to be judged uh, because it's almost like you're on stage the stage is within our own mind of course but that comes from our experience from our younger years. But if we're not even, if it's in our subconscious and we're just on autopilot, I mean, mm -hmm. you know, Jeff isn't really? a 30 year old guy, Jeff, you're in your sixties. So for, you know, for six plus decades, you've been swimming in this heavy, dense filled uh, world. That's not even yours. It, it was, it was, it was an action of people in your life that created this, relationship with yourself for yourself as an adult so how if we are if we're watching a show tonight and and this is maybe one of the first times we're checking it out and we have we have no idea that how we're showing up is is coming from uh, we're behaving or thinking in patterns from our past um wounding uh, past experiences that that cause us some harm how do we how do we even bring ourselves how do we bring that into our consciousness does it take someone to call us out on it? Is it, how do we, how do we get from there to here? Hmm. I'm opening us to any one of you gentlemen that want to jump in. Uh, well, it's been uh, this breakthrough, what aha, whatever we want to, whatever we want to call it. It's just years of work, doing the work, taking the inner journey. It's not something that just happens. Not something like all of a sudden, wow, this just happened. You have to raise, we have to raise our awareness and consciousness to our, to ourselves. Mm. We have to do that. So we're aware and conscious, you know, and keep on raising it and raising it and raising it. This inner journey doesn't, is not, doesn't stop. I'm not, you don't turn around and all of a sudden go, I'm fully healed. No way. It's never going to happen in your lifetime. You know, hear that now. You're going to heal, heal just as much in this lifetime that you need to. And then that's when you'll move on. It's, it's an ongoing process. But the process is us raising our awareness and consciousness to ourselves. Whether you're 
25, 35, 65, 75. You know, I have friends in their 70s that are still doing the work and endeavoring into themselves in their 70s. They're having a full life. I've got a full life, you know, but it's, 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 that, it's, it's the commitment to the self to move within and looking at and seeing if you're perpetrating old behaviors over and over and over again, like I was, this one or two things that I just kept on doing periodically. It wasn't every day. It wasn't every week. It wasn't every month. It would pop up maybe every two or three months and I would do it again. And then because of the, the work and the awareness and the consciousness and the tools, we could, we could break through it and to get to the other side of it and not understand it in our hearts, in our heads, because we all, everybody watching this show probably understands most of this stuff in their heads. Mm-hmm. But you got to move it into your heart and have the experience of it and... In, in some cases, experience the trauma. That's what I was experiencing on Monday and Tuesday. The trauma that was inflicted on this little boy inside of me, that was the pain, that was the anger, that was the sadness, that was the frustration that I was feeling. I think the overwhelming feeling was frustration. Mm. I want to I think, I got a, Go ahead, Josh. I was gonna say I have a quick example that I, I like to use. So let's let's say this is the event, right? And we're cruising along in life and the pattern happens again. Well, we realize it afterwards and we're like, ah, damn it, I did the thing again, right? So then we're cruising through life again, and then it happens again, and maybe even a little sooner, we're like, ah, there's that thing again. So it's all awareness. Well, what happens is we There isn't some light switch that turns it off. There isn't some awareness is the key. Mm -hmm. And what happens is we'll eventually start cruising towards it and go, oh, the signs are all pointing towards me doing that thing again. And now I'm going to choose a different thing before the event happens. And so it'll be that it happens after long after and then it gets a little closer and it gets a little closer and then we get to the Right, you know, right after immediately in the moment, I've even had it where I'm like realizing, oh, wow, I'm in the middle of this pattern right now. And then eventually we get to the point where we recognize it right before it happens. And then that's where we have this beautiful choice to choose a new path, a new reaction, new response to the world. And so, yeah, for me, that's how I like to think of it. Um, But it's not a light switch. But the the key, Josh, is... I didn't, I, I, I didn't know why I was yeah. perpetrating that behavior. I didn't know why. And I would just yeah. do it, but I didn't know why. Now I know why. Mm-hmm. So when I can feel it and I'm coming towards it again, the reason why is because I need to be perfect in order to be loved. Mm-hmm. I need to be perfect for mom. I need to be perfect for a woman. I need to be perfect for mom. I can even, and, and I'm telling you, along this was, and part of that exercise was to write down instances in your life that you remember oh, that man. triggered this. I, could, I can open up my journal and start reading, reading to you stuff that I didn't even you know, all of a sudden I started to recall and, and, they were, and it was vivid, hmm. which was, it goes all the way back to like, I remember when I was five or six years old, my mother dressing me up to be perfect and show the world, here's my trophy because yada, yada, yada. And all right, I'm going to, I'm going to fill in a yada, 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 Jeff. I'm going to fill it in for you right now. Okay. I'm going to invite you to take a nice deep breath. Let it really drop into your heart to be open to receive what I'm going to share with you. Your mom needing for you to be perfect and to showcase you was never about you. Mm -hmm. 
It was about your own mother's lack of self-love or self-esteem. And she was using you in, in a way that many parents do use our, our children to fill our own self up because she lacked something within her own heart or soul. Now, I'm not suggesting this so that you now can create a new resentment and, and blame mom for it, because really where I want to take this is I want to shift this into another segment around forgiveness and, and how do we forgive once we have this brand new awakening, this brand new awareness around how we have held on to someone else's inner pain or trauma and it became ours. But I mean, is what I'm saying, is, are you able to receive it in, in, in a sense that a parent that, that presents a child as a look at me is a parent that is lacking something within their own self and they're using the child to, to build themselves up. It's a, it may not even have been a very conscious choice your mom was making. She probably wasn't even aware of it either. But deep within her own soul, there was something that was missing for her and you were, you were the trophy. Yep, exactly. I know that. Okay. Totally. Yeah, totally get that. And I don't have any anger towards that. I'm just feeling so wonderful that mm -hmm. I know the why now. Okay. Yeah. My, you know, I could go, we can go on and on and tell you the whole history behind it, but it right. doesn't matter. Well, yeah. But, but here's where I want to do take it though, Jeff, is that right now you're, you're in a honeymoon period. You're feeling good about yourself, but you may circle back. It may not be tonight. It may not be next week. It, it could be over time, but there's a part of us that will potentially come back to, there'll be a, there could be a kind of like a grieving kind of like a mourning period. Well, that that's where I'm at right now. I'm feeling okay. that grieving mm. and, and mourning period right now. But here's the thing. And a friend of mine called me today. We were talking about it because it's his, it's his workshop that I'm doing. Mm. And he said that. And I said, you know, buddy, thanks so much. But you know what? I'm going through this grieving and mourning period. But you know what I'm also doing? I'm enjoying the fucking freedom right now. Excuse my French. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. Do I know that... So we're going to be, you know, something will pop up in my path again. Of course I do. But now I know the why. Hmm. And I'm right now. Yes. Thanks for sharing that. Some, something's going to come up and, and I can even go and maybe we can save this for the next show. Would that just what that triggered inside of me as I'm now enjoying this freedom without the burden and going through the mourning period is all of a sudden that that brought up something else from my father. And I had mm -hmm. to tell him that. Mm. So, yes, I, I understand all of that. And I know life is the pathway. and We're going to move on and we're going to be challenged again and tested again. But I'm giving myself right now this night, this period of being un feeling unburdened and mm. and free um, because the thing that I learned from dad was when something wonderful and joyful happened in my life, my father would say, don't worry, the other shoe's going to drop. Mm. And that's what I heard my buddy saying today. I was like, dude, get ready. I'm taking, I'm, I'm, I'm staying this. And that's what you're, what I'm hearing. And you might not be intending me to hear is my father say, you're feeling joyful. You're feeling wonderful. Don't worry. It's not going to last. Something shitty is going to come up and take you mm. away. That's another thing that I learned in life from, mm -hmm. from dear old dad. So anyway, yeah. I hear you and thanks for sharing Jay. And I, I mm. totally get it. I want to invite Ev to, uh, to kind of jump in here, uh, because right now you're you're in this this space of uh, of just uh, experiencing the high of this new freedom that you're feeling. But for for there may be some viewers of ours that are that are past that stage and they're in that next stage of of um, of anger 
and resentment and blame. And I want to invite you, Ev, from your perspective, what, how can we navigate through a, potentially navigate through the process of forgiveness towards that parent or caretaker that created that, that, that perfect storm that have us living for decades in, in a world that, that we've been attached to something that's, that's caused us pain. What is, mm. what is forgiveness? What do you think a, a healthy forgiveness process can look like? Oh man, it's, it's so packed brother. And uh, oh, we love you, Jeff, man. You know, th th this show has just turned into something really deep and just sitting back and really being that active listener with the brother, I can really hear, you know, some of those steps within uh, when we, you know, you mentioned what grief goes into. Even when I think about those stages of grief where they say, you know, uh, it's basically in that denial phase initially, but then you start to bargain with things. You can get into a depressive state and that causes anger because we aren't able to really express some of those suppressed emotions like I was talking about. So really that fact that you've been able to identify where this has come from in your life. One thing that I always say to clients now is that you are in the present moment now. Mm. That happened back then. We're here now, here. Mm -hmm in the now, in the present. You know, some of these burdens that we hold on to, and look, that could have been, you know, like Jeff's parents, it could be financial burdens, like I said at the start of this uh, show. It could be burdens around your own body, whatever it may be. You know, we've just got to learn to be able to, three things for me, accept that this happened whether it was in the past or whether it's something that is currently going through, it is your story. It is unique to you. Make it beautiful. Make it your story. Like Jeff's owning this beautiful part of his story that's really hitting home, not only for me here, but I'm sure for mm -hmm. many of our brothers and sisters at home. Yeah. So learn to accept from that acceptance, you have more self-acceptance. So then we go into the next phase that I say with forgiveness. We've talked about forgiveness in plenty of shows and we've talked about forgiveness. What does that mean? What does it mean to most people? We're not forgiving the fact that something happened within our life that caused the burdens, brothers and sisters. We're forgiving the emotions and the feelings that are attached to those stories. Mm. Let me just say that again, because it really needs to be really chimed in. Mm -hmm. We're not dismissing that something did not happen within your life. All we're doing is being able to accept and be able to forgive the emotions and feelings that were attached to the story. Mm. Then that last part of that three-step process for me, that is the mastering of the art of letting go, the release. So how is that done? Well, there's beautiful practices now. We've done about 140 shows deep in different ways to release and let go. But obviously forgiveness is one of those beautiful things. You're going to have to be putting boundaries up against your self-care to really partake in some of these uh, particular self-care practices of letting go. So once you're able to be able to look after yourself in that particular way, the letting go could be in certain rituals. It can be done in certain ways, like we've talked within the forgiveness process. But one thing I want to make to make clear before I even just um, let go of uh, the conversation here is that it, it can't be just something that is done and then you let go of it. My brothers and sisters, this needs to be a practice. Mm -hmm. forgiveness, acceptance, and letting go needs to be a practice. Mm -hmm. I'll leave it on that. Yeah, I, I, I love that, Ev. I, I want to also chime in. I think um, what really is a beautiful way to heal from this lifelong experience that you're, that you're in right now, Jeff, is, is really embracing gratitude. Gratitude that... Mm. 
that you've had this new awareness, this, this epiphany, this massive breakthrough sure. for part of yourself that you've been holding on to for since you're a child. And a gratitude is for you and the other part of yourself, which is that little boy, Jeffrey, that's still alive, that's been waiting mm. a lifetime mm. for you to come home to him, <laughs> to honor him, to love him, without self-judgment, without expectations of how you want him to show up. You can give him permission now to be free. Now, for example, I'll just share a really brief story. I remember I was on a trail in North Scottsdale. A few of you may have heard this story, um, but I'm going to share it again. I was on a trail. I just reached the summit, and I realized that I was feeling kind of agitated within and so I did a quick check-in. I closed my eyes and I asked myself, how old am I feeling right now? And I tapped in and I, I heard about an eight-year-old little boy named JJ say to me, it's me and I'm freaking bored. And I'm bored because this is the fourth day in a row we're at the same trail and I'm not having fun today. And so I had this inner conversation and dialogue with myself and I said, all right, JJ, if you could do anything right here, right now, mm -hmm. what is it you want to do? Anything. And I identified he was about eight. And he said to me, I want to turn around. I don't want to go to the end of the trail. I want to turn around right here. But I want to skip the whole way down the trailhead to the trailhead parking lot. And I go, what? Skip? I said, you realize that this is like an active runway at the LAX airport? There's a <laughs> lot of people coming and going. And he said to me within, he said, I don't care. You asked me what I want to do. I want to skip right now. And you know what I did? <laughs> I honored him. I said, I said, it's going to take me a few minutes to kind of get into the groove, into the rhythm of skipping. Why? Because I hadn't done it since I was about eight years mm. old. Mm. And I honored that. I skipped the whole way down to the trailhead and people looked at me. Some people turned. They were uncomfortable. The, the, the greatest joy I got was locking eyes with the children that were passing. Because mm. they looked at me and they smiled and they knew exactly what I was doing. And I knew exactly what I was experiencing. And I came home like that little excited boy. I did it. I did it. I did it. The next day, I decided to go back to that same trail. And now I'm on a trail by myself again. JJ's with me. He's within me. And he's kind of still like he's happy, but he's still like we're back here again. And all of a sudden, I'm, I'm changing the song on my playlist on my phone. And I see through my peripheral vision, I see this, these legs pass me by. And I could tell that they were female legs. They weren't male legs, men legs. <laughs> and, and I knew something was very different about this woman that just passed me by. And I, I glanced, I looked to my left, and now she was about 15 feet yonder. And my jaw dropped because I couldn't believe what I saw. She wasn't a child. She was at least my age, maybe a couple of years, even my, my elder. She was skipping. <laughs> Need I say more? You see, how we show up impacts other people. Now, she may have seen me the day before. Now, there was a part of me that wanted to chase after her to ask her, why are you skipping here? Did you see something? Just I wanted to take credit for her moment. <laughs> that was coming from my egoic mind. Now, in that moment, I said to mm -hmm. myself, it doesn't matter. I don't need mm -hmm. to know her why. I just honored my own inner child why. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you make of that, Josh, Richard? Mm, beautiful. Such a fun story. <laughs> That's the true honoring of the inner self. And it's fantastic. Mm. It's fantastic. Jeff, how are you story. receiving all this right here, right now? You know what popped up um as you guys are talking and um is how I would deflect love. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. What does that feel like right now? How do you feel? Um, sad. How I was frightened of that intimacy and and love um 
you know, um, and I'm learning to open my heart and I'm opening my heart slowly, but more and more to, to let it in, to know that, wow, there are people who, who love me um, and care about me. Um, I, I want to share this uh, on this line. I know I might be going off track, but a friend of mine here passed away before Christmas and he was a well-known uh, writer, musician in this town. And, and this is important. I don't know why this is coming up. And I went to his memorial um, last Friday night. And if you're, anybody's familiar with Nashville, uh, Country Music Hall of Fame and, and Country Music uh, Music Association has a big theater here called the CMA Theater. And it was open for people to come in. And the place was is huge and it was almost filled for my buddy, Peter Cooper. And he was 54 years old um, when he passed away a couple of days before Christmas. And it was an amazing night. At the very end, his father got up and spoke. And what he said really stuck with me, but hit home. He said, I'm not here to talk about Peter. I'm here to talk about you all. And there, like I sat there, where is he going with this? He said, Peter had his demons. Peter had, like all of us, we have our demons. We have our stuff. I want to talk about you all who are showing up and who have showed up. If only Peter could have let that in. The mm. place was packed. Mm. All of these people there who love this man and I don't think he knew it. Hmm. And it brought me back to a friend of mine who a couple of years ago committed suicide. And I went to his memorial in New York City at a theater. And the place was filled. Hmm. If only, and his name was Peter too, if only Peter could have let in all of these people who are here who loved him. That was my biggest message and has been my biggest message is to now open my heart as best as I possibly can right now and see all of those people in my life. And there might be five, six, three, I don't know how many, but that was the big message last Friday night that his father gave. And that's what's really important for me now to do is to let down that armor around my heart and let in. Like when Alex on Monday was saying, I love you. I heard it for the first time. Hmm. Um, that's part of the old, my old behaviors. Now, wait a second. I'm loved. We're all loved. Let's open our hearts to, to let it in and, and feel it and see it and accept it. As, as frightening as it, as it may be of what wounding it's going to bring up. You know, thank you, Mr. Cooper, for saying that on Friday night because that hit home. I lost it. I lost it when he said that because that was it was a it was me. That's three right here, Jeff. I love you deeply, brother. And I know there's a whole lot more out there. Where, where love starts is within. We, 
we want to we want to take the shortcut. We want to plug in other people. We want to have that intravenous at direct line. And that's why we get into so many unhealthy relationships because we're willing to take love from anybody, anybody just to say those words to us. And sometimes we find out they're just words. Mm. The most important human being in your life that that little boy needs to experience the true essence of unconditional love without expectations and judgment of self is now your responsibility as your adult of that little boy. Mm. And it can be an absolutely beautiful journey of coming home. And I know you're on it. That's why you're here. Mm. If you weren't on it, you wouldn't be in Real Men, Real Talk Live. That's for sure. Mm. Mm. It's, you know, we've heard it's an inside job, right? But many of us are too afraid to do the work you're doing, to do the work Josh is doing, to do the work Ev's doing, to do the work I've been doing. What are we afraid of? What Mm. are we afraid of? Mm. What are we afraid to find out? I would argue that some of us are truly afraid of finding ourselves. Mm. I was. I was afraid of who I'd find and that I wouldn't like him. Mm. And what mm. have you found, Josh Richard? <laughs> mm. I'm still meeting him, <laughs> but he's an awesome guy. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I second that. Anyone want to give us a third? <laughs> I'll third that All one. the way here, the land down under, brother. <laughs> wow, this, this show got deep tonight, man. Woo. I told you, man. And that's just it. Jeff, Jeff said it earlier. The process doesn't stop. This is the more, it's funny. You get to the point where you, you're like, the more I learn, the more I realize I don't know. And yeah. that that's okay. And that it's okay to still be discovering and learning about ourselves at our ages. And to say, I don't know myself fully, but man, I'm excited to meet the rest of them. Right. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I want to. Mm-hmm. I want to. Uh, I want to kill uh, uh, one of our society's slogans or uh, words spoken that I've heard. Mm-hmm. I've heard these these words spoken even in the twelve step rooms that I attended for addictions mm-hmm. that I was uh, seeking some answers to. You hear someone say, "Ignorance is bliss." That's that is classic one on one avoidance. Mm. I'd rather not know because if I know the truth, then I'm going to have to feel my feelings. Mm. Guess what? That's how we freaking heal. (laughs) That's how this thing works. Mm -hmm. Show up and grow up. Ignorance is just ignorance. It's there's no bliss to that. What don't you want to know the truth? What, what are you afraid of in the truth? The truth is where we are free. The truth is when we become free. Jeff experienced that this week. This freedom in truth. He lived his whole life living in ignorance around that one pocket, that one piece of his puzzle. Hmm. Have the courage to show up in your life. Have the Mm. courage to explore, discover, uncover, dust off. Ask the whys, like when you were eight years old and your mommy or daddy got sick and tired 
Are you going to ever stop asking the why? <laughs> if that's what you need to, to get your answers, to get your understanding, then ask the why. Mm. But then be prepared, be ready to accept the truth. The truth will set you free. Now, that's a fact. And that's why we do this show, Real Men, Real Talk Live, because we're all here to speak our truth. And sometimes our truth triggers people. Sometimes our truth on a show triggers our viewers. I receive the backlash almost on a weekly basis. Hmm. And you know how I receive that? How I acknowledge it? I thank you for sharing your perspective. Hmm. I acknowledge you. And I thank you for coming back. Because maybe one of these days you'll hear something that you've been waiting to hear a lifetime that changes the course for the rest of your life so you could be set free and experience something called inner freedom. No longer having those shackles right here like each one of us four men lived in for decades on this show. Now, it's not perfect. Thank God it's not perfect. We don't have to be perfect anymore. <laughs> we just have to be willing to be brutally honest with ourselves and mm -hmm. have the courage to show up and grow up and heal, forgive, self-forgiveness, self-compassion, self-empathy, and then we, could, then we could spread our wings and share that with all the other people in our life that maybe we feel harmed us or hurt us, turned their back on us, there's where freedom is. Mm. Happy Freedom Week, Jeff. <laughs> Celebrating with you, brother. Mm. Yeah, my man. Wholeheartedly. Sure. Wholeheartedly. So that was my closeout. Anyone else want to jump in and say some uh, closing <laughs> words, Pretty put a pretty bow in the show and call it a wrap? I think you just did, brother. I think you just did. <laughs> you know, one, one thing Evis said earlier. Yeah, yeah. I, I, he did that. All right, we could go 30 more minutes. I know. <laughs> but I want to go really, really quick. And here, here's the thing. Um, I've realized, even though I have a full life and I'm, I've done some pretty cool things and still doing cool things, I've, because of the armor and the fear and all of that stuff, the conditioning program, I've, um, I don't want to, I, I, I've, I've held myself from actually sustaining and having joy in my life. Mm. Evis was alluding to that earlier because I don't know what that is because of what I've learned and programmed and conditioned with. And that's what I'm endeavoring to do now. Beautiful. Jeff, come to Sedona, man. I'll take you skipping down a mountain hill right across my home. <laughs> we could skip together. We don't have to hold hands. But we could, skip and we could have fun and, and we could just let it loose. And, and we could even invite a few other friends to join us. We could just have a skipping party, man. <laughs> It's it's what was the movie um, uh, Staying Alive, right? Mm. The movie Staying Alive when that uh, Travolta was in, he was a dancer on Broadway, and, mm -hmm. the, and it was after opening night, and he made it, and he got the part, and he danced, and it was great. And after the show was over, he turned around, and they go, "Come to the party, come to the party," and he goes, "No," and he walked out of the door, he goes, "I'm gonna strut." <laughs> and that was the end of the movie. And he's walking down and he bumps into Sylvester Stallone. And 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 that was his Brooklyn, you know, because he was Tony um, Tony Monero. Yeah. He he hit that point and he goes, you know what? I'm gonna enjoy this and I'm gonna strut. Strut. And how cool <laughs> I, I remember that. that. That was a great movie, but I remember 
that part, and that was that's how the movie ended. So, so hey, Jeff, so how's about you uh, take it off your headset and strutting across the room, and we'll close. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Uh, uh, strut, I, so. I can already, I can already see it. I can see it in my mind. Yeah, it just popped into my head. Well, I, I want to end the show then by uh, in, inviting Evis and Love and Jay Ritty and myself to give you, Jeff Fasano, mm -hmm. a brotherly hug right here, right now. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. We love you, Jeff Fasano. Here, here we, love we go, you. Jeff. From shackles to cuddles, my friend. Ah, good one. <laughs> there you go. Good one. Viewers, we love you too. Give yourself a hug tonight. Oh, if you catch us on replay, the only request we have is that if you got some value out of tonight's show, please share it out in your social media communities. Uh, share it with people you care about, your loved ones, your friends, your family members, even your superiors, maybe bosses. It doesn't matter. Just people. People that, uh, that you think could get some value out of tonight's episode. We love you. We hope you uh, join us next week on our next episode 143 on Real Men, Real Talk. Live!